Before the start of this episode, I just want to take the time to thank all of you for being patient and showing this podcast support. I do apologize for all delays that have occurred. Thank you for being patient. Be sure to check out the amazing merch we have on Teespring at POTN Official Store. Link provided in the description. Welcome back to another episode of the Potent Podcast, a podcast dedicated for people, motivating all of you listeners to go that one step further in your life. Today, I am joined by a very, very special guest. He's my brother in arms. His name is Frank, and I'll let him introduce yourself. Welcome to the show, Frank. Uh, hello. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Tagoro. I've delayed it a little bit, but <laughs> we know why. But um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Like Tagoro said, my name is Frank. I'm originally from Luton which is a small town north of London, like has around 300,000 people. But um, my original descent, like from my family-wise, I'm from Zimbabwe. Takura asked me to come into his podcast. I said, I'll give it a try. Uh, I always wanted to do a podcast, so I'm quite excited. It's an amazing intro there. Thank you. You know, and it, this is your first podcast, isn't it? Or Yeah, this is my first. Because even growing up during uh, secondary school, me and my friends have been always thinking of doing a podcast, but we've never had the time or like place a place to go to record a podcast so yeah this is my first one i'm excited if i enjoy it which i probably will i might think of doing something like this in the future maybe whether it's during my uni because i'm currently a student at Brunel university uh i just finished my first year despite covid19 i was studying economics with maths at foundation year but hopefully on onward next year onwards i do accounting and finance so maybe if i've got spare time on my hand i might get a few friends and say we could do this more often because I enjoy listening to podcasts in my spare time and like I always take time to listen to not only the famous ones but maybe podcasts from my friends so yeah I'm looking forward to this amazing man and you've you've pretty much knocked out the first question there well done bro without even <laughs> men- without me even mentioning it so I guess the first question I will ask you because everyone knows where you're from now tell our listeners about you know your favorite hobbies and what you love most about them okay growing up I've always been a sports person I love my sports I I'm so passionate about sports like whether it's playing it in real life or watching it on TV growing up I used to play football tennis cricket badminton i always loved pe in school i always loved playing during lunch times or break times and um i'm a chelsea fan <laughs> i know that i'll put off some people but like just in general i'm i'm a massive sports fan like i love like right now i'll probably say i'm a big basketball fan my favorite team in basketball is the miami heat but like i think the reason i love sports so much is just because like it gives you so much freedom growing up i used to my friend used to come around my house, knock on my door, say, oh, can Frank come to the park? It was like a five, ten minute walk uh, from my house. And like just being at the park from like midday up until 7 p.m., going to the shop, just hanging around with your friends, playing football, going just on swings or whatever, bike riding. It's just like I was always active growing up. Yeah, I had some time to play like PlayStation and listen to music and read books, but mainly I was a sports fan. So like, you know how they talk about teamwork and communication and all the skills you need for sports. I feel like as I grow, as I've grown up, I appreciate it more often because 
not only is it good for your physical health, it's also a mental, like it relieves you mentally. And um, yeah, just I like getting into sports. Whenever I play a sport, whether it's basketball, football, I always try 100%. And that's how I've been for quite a while. But yeah, I'm a big sports fan. Amazing, man, and 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 I love I love how you've you've leaned into sports as well. Cause I I would say also like I'm a sports person, but I'm curious to know like do you have anyone in particular who's inspired you to look into sports or just like a general inspiration to you? Do you how who do you have as your like an an inspiration? Inspiration, um, I would say growing up probably Didier Drogba. Like I know that's an easy answer to say for like as a Chelsea fan, but. If you look outside of sports, what he's done for his native country of Ivory Coast, he's like built hospitals, he's built schools, he's stopped a war, actually. I think before the 2006 World Cup, he united a nation. So like obviously growing up, being a football fan and also seeing what he did in the news, um, there's other examples in like probably F1, Lewis Hamilton. He's standing out as the main representative of what the sports can be. So like... I would say, yeah, Drogba, Lewis Hamilton, like, say, in tennis, Andy Murray, because he had to face a lot of adversity with, like, injuries and so-and-so. There was a time when people, like, couldn't even win a Grand Slam and so-and-so. So, like, yeah, I, I always look up to people who have some sort of adversity to fight against, but they overcome it. And that gives me an inspiration to, when I'm struck with adversity, to overcome, because I see everyone goes through it. So we can all get through it as well absolutely man i agree and and i loved your answer you got you gave our listeners like some very very good uh, and talented sports people out there you know both on and off the field um of their sport they, you know they're doing things not yeah. just you know they're not being flashy or anything mm. they're actually giving back and reinvesting what they were you know and using their platform to speak out on on, on injustices yeah. out there which is which is very very important so i guess the mm. next question i'm going to ask you you know, and, and it's encompassing of the values of, of Poten or POTN. Is what experience did you go through that showed you that there's still a lot of positivity in the world and in hmm. people? Um, I'll probably say when I got my first job. And that's because growing up in Luton, like, I wouldn't say we were poor, but we weren't rich. And there's like a fine margin, there's a fine level. So obviously, my mum was a single parent. She worked very hard to put bread on the table and I love her for that and I respect her for what she's done. So growing up, I was always thinking, I always had the mindset of, I want to get a job, see what it's like, obviously because I was 17 at the time, so this was two years ago. And I said to myself, I want to see what it's like to be put through the limits and work hard and see what happens with just society and how to live a day-to-day life of working part-time. So um, I went into the mindset of the interview thinking will I get the job I was a bit anxious a bit nervous because there were some really good other candidates around me and the job was for a tuition center called Explore Learning which was um not too far from where I lived at the time so I was thinking to myself I've not really like got the best grades in GCSEs I mean I did quite well but they could have been better so I was looking at my CV and my grades and I was thinking hmm there's some people out there who have got better grades than me and there might be some people who've got the same grades as me, but they're probably at an advantage. But what I then said to myself was I spoke to my mum, who is a role model for me. And she always told me, just work hard and graft. Because you know that you might be at a disadvantage being a young black man, but you can 
put a positive spin on it. And that's where I got get my work ethic from. The fact that I'm not going to get everything given to me. So I made sure that I worked hard in terms of like making a perfect CV, for example, or a covering letter. Um, and I went into the interview with a positive mindset and I'd made sure that I'd prepared myself mentally. I think that's also key when you talk about having a positive experience or having an experience of positivity is that you've got to have a clear mindset to know that you're going to succeed. There might be a bit of failure involved, but your main objective is to succeed and succeed at a high level. So I remember walking into the interview. Um, it was a very good conversation with the manager at the time. And I remember when I got the job, it was a sense of relief as well as joy because I'd, I could have easily walked into that interview with a negative conception saying, oh, they won't hire me. Um, I'm, only, I'm only 17. I'm a year 12 student. They won't take me seriously. But thankfully, I've got the mentality where, you know what, Frank, I'm going to go into that interview and I'm going to get this job because I am confident with what I can bring to the workplace, the workforce. And I'll just say that all started from growing up with my mom being a single parent. Like she raised me well, <laughs> if I, in the best way of saying. But yeah, I'd say that's an example of how I've had to be positive. But that's also a trait that I've learned over time. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing example, man. And obviously, shout out to your mum, who's also my aunt, by the way. So big of her. But I'm also really, really proud of, you know, how you've literally faced a challenge and you've, you've overcome it and you've, you've stuck to your guns. And I really admire that in that story. I, I really, I'm really curious to know, because you mentioned it in, in your answer, you know, uh, you mentioned obviously failure and yeah. you know, on the road to success. I think a lot of us, you know, have experienced yeah. failure at some point. So to, I want to also get your, your input on this. Like, what do you think is the most valuable thing mm. about failure or the valuable lesson about failure? For me, it's easy. It's we all fail. It's just how you react. And that might be a generic answer, but for example, I failed, okay, not failed per se. I didn't do great in my A-levels, which was last summer, so summer of 2019. I did accounting, economics, and maths. I got a C in accounting and Ds in economics and maths. I look back at it and I say to myself, that's a failure because someone of my talents, I know how talented I am and how smart I am to be getting grades like that. Even though everyone tells me, yeah, it's all right, you've gotten into university, I say to myself, yeah, I've gotten into university, but them grades are quite bad to me. Like, because, you know, as a person, the harshest critic is yourself. Like, you know what you could achieve at your maximum potential. So when I got them grades, I said to myself, damn, because my mom put time and money into me having a tutor. And she really, like, went out of her way to work night shifts and all that. And for me to only get a C and two Ds, I felt like a failure. And then what I said to myself was when I got home and showed my mum, well, I obviously called her when I got the results, but when I showed her the certificate, I said to myself, I know I could have done better. I didn't give myself the excuse of the papers were hard. Um, this year was a bit different because the exam boards were this, this and that. There were factors. But at the same time, when I really like reflect on how I did, I said to myself, all right, right. you might have done really poorly to myself in my own eyes in terms of A-levels. But where do we go from here? You've always got to ask yourself, how do we improve? How do we move on from failure in the past? Because if you don't move on, you might keep on going into a circle of failure where all you know is failure. So I always um, I said to myself, when I get to university, I'm going to really make sure that I maximise my talents. Because 
failure is is something we all go through. It's it's not just like nobody's perfect. You're bound to fail fail sorry at some tasks, but it's all about bouncing back and finding a way to to succeed, whether it's a long grind or it's short term. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And uh, if if it makes you feel any better, man, at my A levels. I got C's and an E, I believe. So, you know, you've come out of it, your university now, uh, you know, I've managed to get through and do two degrees. You know, you're going to go on and do extremely well in your first mm. degree, potentially second degree. And, you know, you're going to get yourself an amazing job as well. So, you mm. know, it's a good thing. You kept that mindset that you weren't stuck in, obviously you went through a bad yeah. spot, but you kept going and you said to yourself, I'm going to look, beyond these results and I know going forward it's going to get better and better which actually leads me into the next thing I'm going to ask you because this is a personal question what what would you say like excites you about the future going forward I'd say it's one of those where I control my future so hopefully like you say I get my degrees I get a good degree two one hopefully maybe a first if I really push myself but I say it's like unpredictability like we don't know what the future will hold but if we can, as humans or as individuals, try our best to mould it to what we would like it to be, that's why I always think. So maybe, like for example, in five years' time, despite what's going on in America, I would love to like live in Miami, for example. Just for example, like the culture and how diverse it is. But at the same time, you know that if I was to be an accountant in America, I'd have a lovely lifestyle. And I think that's just all it is. Is like. You want your lifestyle to be the best that it can be so that in the future when you grow old and you probably have kids and a family, you look back and you say, I've done the best I could with what I've got. So it's all about how you look to the future and you you say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to try and aim for a high objective because that's what you've got to do and to survive pretty much. like You've got to aim to be the best. And I think with the future, with you not knowing what's going to happen, that's all you can do. You can strive to be the best for the next 5, 10, 20, 25, 30, on and on years. Just hope that you live your best life whilst knowing the rights and wrongs. Exactly, man. No, I, I, I agree 100%. In the position we're living right now, you know, it's, it's only temporary. And as long as we stay, stay focused on where we want to end up and obviously incorporate that work ethic that keeps us, you know, going up the steps um, and getting to where we want to end up, that would be amazing. And, you know, I like how you mentioned Miami. I was thinking, first thing I thought of was, you know, D-Wade, but obviously he's retired. But, like, I think Miami have got an amazing, it's an amazing place to, to live, you know, weather. They've got two amazing sports teams, or I think it's three. I don't know, but I don't know the baseball team, but I know about American football and uh, basketball. So you would definitely be there. You know, floor seats, you know, VIP, you know, doing doing your thing, man. Rocking the jersey. Yeah, yeah, rocking the jersey, representing the city, man. Yeah, man, this this is my team. You, I'll be like Drake, but for Miami. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, that would be that would be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, oh, that's 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 living the dream, my guy. That is that is a bright exactly, dream, man. Yeah, I love that, man. I love that. So right. I know in your answer you mentioned uh work you 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 know you you got to put in the effort and like you got you mm. got to grind. So I wanted to ask mm. you, you know, what 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 things help you stay product productive? Um, I would say the tasks that I set. So I make sure that I set tasks that 
keep me active. Because it's all good and well you setting a task and you're just like, yeah, I can get it done in five, ten minutes, but not put 100%. So with me, my productivity comes from, back to what I've said earlier in the interview, my mindset. Like, the more productive, for me to be more productive and efficient, I need to be on it. I've got to be, yeah, I'm going to do this, this and that, but make sure I do it at a certain standard. Because we can all be productive, it's just how efficient is that productivity? And I feel like the two relate so well. Because you can't be efficient without being productive, but you can't be productive without being efficient. So it's like, where do I get the urge for, to be productive? It's just, I just want to, like I say, live my dreams. And the only way you can do your dreams is if you take those steps slowly, but surely, and hope that they're the correct steps for what you want to do in the future. Exactly, man. Exactly. Exactly. So in terms of productivity, I've grown up to be very active proactive not reactive like if my mum would go to work probably let's say when I was around 10 to 12 between that age gap I started learning how to cook started learning how to iron my clothes started learning how to just do your day-to-day in-house chores that not many people would start at a young age so like I could I could cook food and let people have a dish and they'll be like wow you're really good when did you start cooking I'll be like oh around 10 or 11 because I grew up in a house where you've got to start off young so that you can carry it on rather than being a late comer. Like a lot of people start learn how to cook when they get to university. By that time, I've already learned. I've, I'm nine years ahead of you. <laughs> you see what I mean? I'm eight years ahead of you. You're telling me you've learned how to cook and do dishes when you turned 18. I was doing that at 10. So obviously in that eight-year gap, I've learned other things to do that I'm better at you at. So I now know that I can rely on myself because I'm up there. Exactly, I'm, I'm not yeah, meaning yeah, in like exactly. an arrogant way, but it's just like striving to be the best. But you, for you to strive to be the best and be productive, you've got to start at an early age so that you know, let's say if you make a mistake, you can correct yourself and be like, okay, I've got it right now. I can do this, this and that. So productivity has always been with me since a young age and whether that's in day-to-day life whether it's cooking sports my studies my um, lifestyle outside like let's say just chilling with my mates I'll find a way to do something to help the final kind of like goal the final destination exactly man I love that answer I I really I really really did you know the way you encompass like you know learning something at a young age because I can tell you, at a young age, you know, when, when learning how to iron clothes, I, you know, I'd be burning clothes, mm. man. <laughs> but, you know, you need those experiences to get better. You know, you try it. It's, it's, it's always one of those. When you learn later on, you're, you're behind a lot of people like yourself. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah. I, th- I think our listeners as well, as they're listening, they can hear what you're saying and think, actually, mm. if I start something today, it could make it, it could possibly help them, you know, five, 10 years, 20 years down the line, or even mm. two, three weeks down the line, you're building towards like improving yourself. And, and that's what it's all about. I really, really like that. Right. So I want to ask you, this is like a question around stress management. So how, how do you handle stress? And like, with, with stress, I usually have the mindset to be like, don't let it overwhelm you. Because if you let it overwhelm you, it will distract you from what your goal is. It will be an obstacle that is there to stop you and make you give up. 
stress to me is the enemy of perseverance because if you start stressing you start giving up and when you start stressing you're thinking i don't really want to do this oh, i don't have the energy i don't really like doing this but really and truly it's just one obstacle blocking you maybe a few obstacles but it's usually just an obstacle blocking you from you getting to your end goal so if i was to manage stress i'll just for me easily listen to music or play a game that i like because it puts your mind off of the stress obviously you don't want to put the stress away for too long you want to find a solution but what i usually do is let's say i'm studying for my a levels because obviously a levels are a big thing so everyone will get nervous start stressing saying oh what if i do bad whatever all i do is i'll listen to music i'd have a chill breaks are important if you're doing something and you don't take a break that's how you become stressed because your mind is over like overworking itself uh it's always good to take periodic rest and just maybe go for a walk have a drink of water have a conversation with anyone in the house or wherever you are your friends over the phone um but yeah like for example like you say a levels they are stressful but you always have to look at yourself and say if I can get past A-levels, I can get past anything. If I can get past this obstacle, I can get past the next obstacle. It's a sense of motivation. So I get stressed over some things, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I've, I enjoy stress. You know, there's sometimes there's stress where it's good stress and bad stress. Sometimes good, it's good to be stressed so that you can find motivation, you can find a reason to kick on. And then there's bad stress where you'll be like going in a downward spiral and you'll find it hard to get out of. But then you'd also say to yourself, I've probably got friends and family that can help me. So if it's not music or reading or any hobby that can help you get out of stress, talking to someone that you're close yeah, to yeah, really yeah. does help. Because once you get off your chest and you're not having to keep it to yourself, you know you can trust someone to be like, hey, um, do you mind if we go play basketball for like half an hour? I just want to release stress. And it's good to talk. I think that's a great way to release stress, just talking as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I agree as well. And I think the, the, the crucial thing is the first step is, you know, uh, reaching out. Once you reach out, we will have somebody who will be there to help you, whether it's a close mate or family. Uh, once you, you speak up, it helps as well. Uh, you know, we, we live in a world where, like, none of us are clairvoyance, you know, none of us can read minds. So it's, it's about how, how we communicate with each other and how we we, 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 we effectively manage our relationships and obviously true, that, true. that then helps everything else in terms of the support, you know, motivation and like people to talk to as well. I, I really, really like that. So uh, the next thing I was going to ask mm. you is uh, if, if you look at yourself like right now, what would you say are your strongest qualities? Uh, which one would you say is one you'd like to teach another person? It's got to be my work ethic. Yeah. It's got to be. I'd say um, it could be anything I'm doing. I'll make sure I do 100%. Like, here's an example. Like, football. Let's be honest. Growing up, I was no Cristiano Ronaldo. I was no Lionel Messi. I was a Neymar. I was an Hazard. But what I lacked in, let's say, flair and technical ability, I made up in hard work and training and practicing. So I would have the, like, I would play probably cdm or right back or left back <laughs> but it was the versatility it was the versatility you see what i mean it's like i make sure that okay yes i might not be the greatest passer but if i can be at a certain standard where i'm versatile and i know my position and i've got the iq then i can actually be better than somebody else you can have your skill moves you can be 
doing Rabonas and all that. But if you can't do the fundamentals to a certain extent where, because let's be honest, in football, most of the time, you've got to be good at the fundamentals. If you can't do the fundamentals, you're not meant to be on the pitch. So I always said to myself, if you work hard and you put in the effort and the time, you can be in the starting 11, for example. It's just the keeping a positive mindset as well with the work ethic. So always make sure, yeah. Frank, if yeah. I'm going to do a job, I've got to do it 110%. Not 100, 110. Because I'd rather I lose a football game or a basketball game knowing I tried 100%. I played defense. I made the right call. I might have made a wrong call, but it was the right idea. Just poor execution. I can go back, train, practice, and get better at it. So it's all about having the work ethic. Because, like, uh, back to football example. I love my football analogies, sorry. <laughs> but, like, you, you know the story of um, Adol Tarak? A baller. Like, if nobody, uh, for the listeners out there, if you don't know Adol Tarak, he, he was this um, Moroccan, I think Moroccan, Premier League footballer. And he had all the talent in the world, but he never reached his full potential because he was lazy. Like, every manager he played for said he could have been the next star, but he didn't have the work ethic. He had all the flair, all the skills. He was nutmegging everybody. But because he didn't want to work hard at training and he'll turn up thinking, oh, I can do it in the game, the managers didn't start selecting him. He goes abroad. He goes quiet. So, like, you can have all the skill in the world, but you've got to finesse your craft. You've got to work hard. And that's why I always tell myself, if you work hard, that's the, that's the foundations of whatever you want to do. So, to your question, which was um, my strongest asset, would be my work ethic. Absolutely, I I really really like that. Um, Thank you. I, I guess you know on on the football side, if you are ever interested, I've been thinking about setting up a a, a team myself. Uh, I've already designed the jersey. I'll send it through. It was just a simple Ooh. design, but I'll send it to you, and you can tell me what okay. you think. But what I, what I want to find out as well is I, I like how you know your work ethic drives you yeah. to learn no, the the fundamentals and obviously build. Is there something you want to learn like going forward that you think you don't have right now? Actually, it wouldn't. I wouldn't say learn per se, but I'd I'd just say with time comes maturity. So, for example, if, because I'm, I'm still quite young, there's still a lot to learn. There's the whole world, like you said, the whole future ahead of me. So as I'm maturing and getting older, I've got to start thinking about what is really important to me. And I feel like that's what I need to get hold of. Yes, I'm still young, but I feel like there is still some things I can learn that I need to learn. I won't rush into them, but I also need to be like mature enough to, it's like, because we're in such a big open world, yeah. you've got before you get into the world. Like I think that's why university is a good idea or apprenticeships because it helps you mature over time. It helps you mature them skills or yourself as a person or other people around you. It's also important to feed off other people's energy around you, feed off their aura. And yeah, I'd, I'd say like because in terms of skills like or communication, teamwork, and work ethic mm -hmm. and positivity, being kind to people, being nice, showing respect. They're all traits that we learn, but we pick up time with maturity, if that makes sense. So like, like let's say the more you are in a workplace, the more mature you become and the more social you are, because you don't want to be a person who's quite angry, negative, and like, oh, look at you, you're doing this wrong. No, you, you, you need to be open. But with maturity and as you grow in the future as a person you learn that you know what 
this is what I'm going to do. This is what I've got to do. And yeah. I've got to do it yeah. like this. Yeah. Otherwise, you make rash decisions, which will come back to haunt you. And we try to limit that as people, the harsh decisions that cause problems. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. It's, it's about taking everything in our stride and making sure that from the experiences mm. we're gaining, it helps us make better decisions and uh, improve ourselves. So... I guess with that, do you have any inspiring words you'd like to tell our listeners? Yeah. If you're trying to aim for anything and you feel like you can barely do it because maybe you're the underdog or your limited resources, find a way to use them limited resources and don't be afraid to be the underdog story. I've always told people that what the average height of a male is what, five foot eight, five foot nine? Growing up, I was a short guy. I was five foot, I was probably like five foot six two years ago. I was a hobbit. <laughs> I, I was a, I was a troll under the bridge. I was a dwarf. But because I'd never looked at my height as a problem, I always said to myself, you know what? I'm going to use that to my advantage. So it's always the motivation. You see, like I'm using my small height to like do what I can be good at. Obviously, over time I grew, but at the time, everyone around me was like six foot, six one. I'm here. I was still like 5'6", but that never bothered me. I enjoyed being the underdog. So at times, if you're not really the alpha and you're like the beta, enjoy it. Because then it's a great story to tell to other people. It's, in, it's like inspiration. Like, for example, Leicester winning the Prem or like, let's say, Detroit winning the NBA championship against Shaq and Kobe. Like, you may not know basketball, but everyone knows that Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant were prime in their prime the best in the world but you've got to find a way to haters gonna hate you've got to find a way to shut up the haters and i've always taken pride in that so if i've got to say anything to the listeners it'll just be keep your head up don't take these negative haters comments to heart because for every 10 percent that there's hate 90 percent is positivity and love so always do what you're doing with passion work hard and enjoy yourself because if you're not having fun it's not for you so I'd say that's a key value I'd like to just share to anyone listening. Amazing, man. And, and what a way, what a way to, to end that. So we have come to the end of another fantastic episode here on the Potent Podcast. I'd like to thank Frank for joining me on today's episode. You've been outstanding, man. Thank you very much, bro. Be sure to follow Frank on his social, if, you, if you've got social media, if you'd like to tell the users your IG, if you want to. Uh... Yeah, um, my IG is um, fdube, so F-D-U-B-E-01. It's the same for Snapchat. And um, I just want to say thank you to Kuro for having me on the podcast. It was quite interesting. It was a nice, like I said, I enjoyed it. And I hope to do probably a few more episodes down the line. Absolutely, man. I can't wait to have you back. And obviously, you know, I think this experience as well has helped you. It's given you that experience yeah. of, of a podcast. Now you can take that away and you can build on it, which is the most important thing. Yeah. So once again, thank you for joining and thank you all for listening. Be sure to also follow all of my social media platforms. Link in the description. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube and Spotify. Be sure to leave a like, a comment and a review. It'll make it easier for other listeners to find my podcast. Be well and take care.
Music by Blue Chalant.